Carrie Friday. Carrie Friday. Our favorite. Welcome to Mutual Victory, Carrie. Irish Lass. <laughs> Formerly Carrie O'Connell. Oh, yep. yeah. Facts. Super Irish. This one's for you, lovey. <laughs> Is this the shout out? dedicate our whole St. Patrick's Day episode. For a special listener out there. To Carrie Friday. <laughs> to Carrie Friday. <laughs> She's gonna get this is just like a prelude because whenever we do our story part two. Right, yeah. She is figured prominently. So mm-hmm. this is like a teaser. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You all of you listening out there will get to know Carrie Friday and her role in this epic love tale that we will have multiple parts to. Oh, at, so. least, at least three. Maybe an addendum too, you know. Maybe an addendum. It's gonna be great. Ongoing love story. It's a happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day team. If we're releasing this episode. On the day. On the day. Yeah, Yeah. this is we're usually weeks and weeks ahead. Well, and you know, St. Patrick's Day is a Thursday this year. You know, so that worked out really, really well. Considering that's our release day. Magic St. Patrick's Day. Totally. it's date night day anyway, so it's a magic St. Patrick's Day all around. Yeah. So it feels weird that like we're here now because we haven't recorded in like three weeks. It's true. Wait, we- really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like not last week because of the super stomach bug. Oh, yeah. That we got. Uh, I got. That was fun. It was awful. It was terrible. And the week no. before that, I was in Costa Rica. Which was probably way more fun. Definitely more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that week before bug. that, the children were in town. Oh, That's when yeah. we had dinner. Yeah, they were wow. all around. Okay, funny three weeks. Funny story about that. Mm. And I'm going to tell the story because it's, I would say this to them if they were here, right? This is not something I'm trying to be sneaky and hide. It's not sneaky. Oftentimes, sometimes, when we're all together. There is a there is a slight trepidation by you, felt by you mostly. Yeah. Like, I just hope everyone gets along. Right. No hope fighting. it's fun. No fighting. You know, it's, you know, I'm saying this because if they were all here and if they argued me at this point, I'd call bullshit because <laughs> they know damn well that that's possible and yes, happens. Yes, possible. So I was like, no, it's it's going to be fine. You know, it's like as, as they get older, as we meet more infrequently and as we get together, it's going to be great. And it was a wonderful night. It was so much fun. Like everyone and their significant others came over. Luna was here. It was, it was so sweet. The house was full and it was tons of fun. And the next morning you said to me, did you sneaky threaten the children last <laughs> night? It was just so wonderful. And it's not like I don't have, you know, I hundreds of wonderful memories right. with them all getting along. Absolutely. What does our brain actually remember though? Right? It's like when things are just like when there's agitation or snippiness and like it probably isn't all that shocking for anyone who listened to our Enneagram episode that I'm a nine. Mm, yep. And so anything that is outside of disharmony it isn't just like typical you know, oh, just get along, you know, like mom kind of energy. It's like, it makes my heart so sad. 
I also didn't have siblings like that I lived with full time growing up. So like, I don't remember fighting with my sister Allie because when we saw each other, it was like a slumber party. It was like, Oh my God, fun sleepover time, you know? And so this idea of like fighting siblings or it's not even fighting. It's bickering, you know, or like, Arguing for argument's yeah. sake it, it or was, making a point. It's never really like yeah. a fight. It's not like yeah. a fight fight. And it's funny you say that because me having a sibling, I'm like, this is normal. Right. <laughs> I is, know. This is like, sometimes like, oh my God, they hate each other. I'm like, this is siblings. This is totally normal and fine. And it's so hard for me. And so like on one side of my brain, you know, I'm like, oh, the, all the kids are going to be here. We're going to have dinner together. It's going to be really wonderful. I actually love holidays for that reason. I love tradition for that reason you know i mean here we're about to talk about saint patrick's day and i'm like oh like the kids aren't here and there's traditions right, associated yep. with uh so saint patrick's day delicious traditions but it was funny delicious because you asked me that and it was funny because i was like no i didn't and not like what a silly question to ask me i have done that before right or yeah. i don't need it you know what i mean correct i don't think i have sneaky threatened the children Maybe sneaky, like, there's different ways to handle it. Like, you could sneaky pull them aside, but like, you fucking get your shit together. We are not here to deal with this. You stop it. There's that. But I don't think I've ever had to, I've I don't ever think done you've that. I've ever had to do that. But I definitely that. have, like, all right, pull them aside and be like, hey, this is important to so and so. So and so is feeling maybe stressed, maybe tense. This is going on. Let's keep that in mind. I think you've also probably had, like, mom's a little tired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's at the edge. Mom's yeah, hanging yeah, on yeah. by a thread. Right, right. We got to pull it together for this like, thing. I'm not telling you this for you because you get to leave. This is for me. <laughs> I got to stay here. So it's true. we're going to do this together as a family. Damn it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But no, didn't have to do that at all. It was great. It was so, it was such a great, yeah, it was, it was such a great time. But yeah, that's why we haven't recorded. You know, they were home three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Lots gone on. We saw Tool in concert. We did. That was fucking amazing. It was. It was really, it was really whatever crazy. you think Tool would be like. It was that good. I didn't know what to expect. Me neither. Because I've never seen Tool. Nope. Neither have I. And I remember vaguely listening to some Tool in high school. Yep. Um. And it was like drugs without drugs. <laughs> That's what it you was like called it. sober hallucinating. Yeah. The laser light show was outstanding. Yeah. Just the visual effects, the music itself, the energy, like also due to COVID. I mean, that's the biggest venue, the most amount of people that we had been around since in over two years. Yeah, it has. You know, the last time I went to a concert was November prior to the pandemic so being in like concert venue yeah. itself was like being on drugs. I'm like, who are all these people? All these yeah. sounds? Yeah, it was amazing. It was like not only like the lasers, the lights, but also like the projection system they had to to, to show their fucking insane, sometimes disturbing visuals. Like if you've ever seen a Tool album and their artwork, it's just like that. Yeah. on a giant stadium screen. I mean, the cool part was started with like this screen that went around in front of the stage yeah. and then something was projected onto that. And at some point, I don't even 
know when it, like, it parted. It must have parted because I didn't see it. But anymore. you didn't notice it right. part. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so good. I would get like if we had time and if, if like oh they're passing through somewhere within reasonable driving distance, would totally go see them again mm. in a heartbeat. They were that good. Hey, guess what? What? I have a hot top five. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I'm not going to think of one. We got other stuff we're going to talk about. We do. We do. But hit me with it. I'm hot excited. top five. Go for it. Albums. Just albums. Yes. Okay, like this. This might have to be albums now. Like okay. this, maybe you know what I mean? Because it's like almost sometimes like movies they rotate and like one spot mm-hmm. doesn't always yeah. have a particular album or movie forever, or like this is what I'm listening to lately now kind of thing. Totally get it. Okay, here's what I'm going to ask: Is that we return to this at the end? Okay, and let this kick around. Okay, and let something come to mind. Because I some have some ideas. I don't want to sit here with my mouth open and be like, duh, I can't think of anything. It'll swirl in my head. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. let's let that sit. Okay. I love it. And we'll do that at the end. I love it. So what are we here to really talk about? St. Patty's Day, of Saint course. St. Patrick's Day, which might be my third favorite holiday. Really? Yeah. Are you surprised? Um, I guess, yeah. Okay, third. Third. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Has it always been your third favorite holiday? Or was it just since, you know, I came on the scene and made it extra delicious? It might be, yeah. Well, maybe for different reasons. Because, like, when you're 21 or 22. Right, yeah, it's a different. with your buddies. And it's, it's like, different Patrick's <laughs> You know. Get an egg. Yeah. Um, I've never done that. I mean, I and haven't either, but that's not that's, probably surprising. Even when I was like late 20s, that sounded scary. That sounded like something. That is a level I'm not ready for. I can't get up. Maybe I could. If I was like staying at home or at someone's house and we were just hanging out and like maybe going to one or two places, but like where we used to live, Albany, um, we lived close to Albany. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest kind of city around. Right. And they always had big... St. Patrick's Day festivities. Patrick's and Day I know madness. some buddies of mine did a kegs and eggs. I don't know if it was like at my friend's apartment or they went to a place and then it, they were just out. And I remember we went, me and some other people went down to meet them. It was like six o'clock that night after and they were just like done. I'm like, <laughs> so I can't, I don't have that. I can't do it anymore. Like oh even before 30, I knew I, I couldn't do it. Uh, well, I don't know. I've always liked it. You know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that as I'm older, I still like it, you know, because sometimes it's like things you do in events around holidays are the reason you like the holiday. And if you don't do that activity, that holiday maybe fall out of like Mm -hmm. favor and you don't like it as much. I still love it today as much as I did ever before, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Third spot. Do you know what number two is? Number two holiday, I would actually think is Thanksgiving. Yep. And number one is Christmas. Well, yeah. Because you're Buddy the Elf. It's funny. <clears throat> How can you be Buddy the Elf and Ron Swanson at the same time? Honey, you're very multifaceted. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I love it. I, I love that you love it. I 
Um, I think I, I think we love St. Patrick's Day for different reasons. Why do you love it? Um, you know, I really love Irish music. Mm. We were talking about this a little bit earlier because, you know, sometimes you hear particularly folk music of mm-hmm. a certain kind and it's good, you know, it's, you can listen to it for certain occasions, things like that. But there is something about Irish and Celtic folk music, bagpipes, like I could listen to that any day, all day, every day. I think bag bagpipes especially for you yes is like a thing i love them too but you definitely love them more because like you love them love them they i hear them you in like, my soul like like them i like like them yeah like you want to ask them do you like me i want to yes, go no, maybe. study with them yeah yeah love them it 100 percent is just you know, i feel it in my soul so like i'll do the saint patrick's day stuff and certainly when i was younger like you know, the town that we lived in also had a really high percentage of either self-proclaimed or otherwise <laughs> Irish Americans. And uh, there were Celtic games, like there was a huge parade. There, Yeah, it never made sense to me. I couldn't care less about parades. And I love parades. I know. But you know, my favorite part of parades it's the bagpipes, bagpipes in the bands, like where right? else do yeah. you hear just live bagpipes and playing that is my favorite part usually of types of parades like that yeah i do love that so i love saint patrick's day for for that reason um i also have this pretty epic irish stew recipe yeah that that is when saint patrick's day is like divided into two halves in my life mm. before the irish stew yeah. And after the Irish stew. My Irish stew has won awards. Yeah, I was going to call it award winning. Yeah. And not even in a joking kind of way. I mean, I think I got like a gift certificate to something. It's still a prize. <laughs> it's a major and it, award. I was still in a contest against professional chefs. Isn't the best part. And that was the best part. The like chef at Doherty's oh, yeah. competed in that. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. So I, I, I wear that with a badge of pride for you should you, you, did you give a speech i can't stress how easy enough it was to win this prestigious award <laughs> now i was rub- like me you, it, oh it must have been so infuriating it's fucking brilliant <laughs> i love that so much i love it when fucking people that are so full of themselves get shown up like that it's such they were in their favorite. chef coats and the like little plaid pants too and i was like this is my kiss me i'm irish t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> So, awesome. yeah, I love that. Um, you know, and I also always love diving into the history of mm-hmm. holidays. The history of, like, holiday origination, you know, yeah. and and also kind of what it's evolved into. Yeah. Like the practices, like, yeah. why do we do certain things? Why do we, do why do thing? we eat certain things? And what's the history of all yeah. behind that it's pretty cool so where do we start with this epic conversation on this bomb ass holiday well i think that we start with some like you know what do like just what do we associate saint patrick's day with it's unfortunate what we do associate it with like <laughs> getting drunk that's like, <laughs> i don't associate it with that though so right i think we, that's if, not the first place that i go would, if you would pull 10 people on the street i bet nine Mm-hmm. would say that i'm gonna start with that if we we're on family feud family feud that's that would the first be answer one, number one i think it's over 90 percent. 
Yeah. Great. And I think like probably self-explanatory, there's some really good Irish beers that are pretty notorious. Well, I mean, what sucks is like you go to these festivals or parades and it's like, you see, I mean, they're, they're oh, like the green beer situation, well, the green beer, and they're not even drinking the Irish beer. I think yeah. I've found, mm-hmm. you know, which is a shame. Yes, the you know, of course, the major one is Guinness, right? But Harp is the other good one, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which I was going to make a black and tan, oh, which is you Harp, and then you pour Guinness on top of it, yeah, and they separate. Mm-hmm. But you were like, get your ass in the seat. It's daylight savings. You were like monkeying around. Well, I'm getting ready, doing stuff. <laughs> it's like, Listen, when like, are we recording this podcast? I'm sorry, honey. You can have a black and tan later. Thank you. Um, of course, the color green, right? You know, kind of yeah. goes without saying. Uh, it's in the Irish flag. Um, you know, we can we can also talk about just kind of the legend around St. Patrick. I think we can start there. Um, what else? Uh, <clears throat> well, let's start, let's start with something and we'll, we'll move on. We'll evolve from there. So like we're starting with the beer. So start with the beer, start man. With- <laughs> I, got, I have, I have very little to contribute to the beer. So you're going to carry that part of the conversation. Well, like, do you have a question to, to prompt this? Because I just want beer, beer talk, beer talk, beer yeah. talk, beer talk, go beer. What do you have, well, what's your question? Do you have a you have a prompt for me? Interview me. I don't have a question about oh. beer, though. Okay, here's a fun fact. Tell me a fun fact. The Guinness Brewery in Dublin. In Dublin. How long does Guinness have the lease on that building? Ooh, 100 years. 9,000. 9,000 years? I'm pretty years? sure it's something absurd like that. What? Yep. I'm 90% <clears throat> sure. I, I love when you give me fun facts. I took a tour of that. When I was a senior in college, the social programming board organized a trip for spring break to Dublin and me and three other friends kind of went together and it just so happened that St. Patrick's day was like the, like the Friday. And then we left Saturday. Oh my God. No, I think we left Sunday. It may have been, it wasn't like, yeah, it was definitely a day kind of to recover. Like we left Sunday. It was a Friday night. Um, but yeah, we took a tour of the Guinness brewery, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, it was super awesome. Guinness was an acquired taste. The first time I tried it, I did not like it. As most things with young adults or late teens. Personally, I can't drink beer. So it just grosses me out. It's never tasted good to me. I have two options you could try. I'm just going to stick to kissing you when you've had beer. Because I love when your breath smells like beer. <sighs> <clears throat> this is like I have to say weird, I, right? I just have to be like okay <laughs> mate it's not, I, this is gonna sound terrible oh god and the idea of soulmates like <laughs> one person I'm uh-huh. like sometimes I I think it's a stretch and it's hard when I hear that the planet has like eight billion people right I can see where you would struggle with like soulmate twin flame kind of shit <laughs> yes then you say shit like that and yeah. I'm like I don't know who else would deal with that enjoy it maybe. I don't know. That's mm. a slim, slim group of people. It is. It's a short list. It's a short, it's a short list. Short list and yeah. you found me. I did. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. Yeah. So I appreciate when you drink beer. I do like to cook with beer. Right. Now, I have two options to make a Guinness slightly better. You can make it better. Uh-huh. All right. Now, 
you can do, you can add one shot of Jameson to it. Is that a spicy Guinness? That is what Sadie calls a spicy Guinness. Sadie is our niece. <laughs> who Sadie is, is our, she'll be 10, 10 in almost? June. She'll yeah. be 10 in June. You can have spicy Guinness. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it is spicy, you know, of course, because there's Jameson whiskey in it. It's very good. Now, I don't want to drink either of those things. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You, there's something else you can add to it. If you add, like, the Kraken black rum, you add a little bit of that to a Guinness. It's a little bit sweeter. Yeah. And I put out a Facebook call, like, a year ago when I discovered this. I think my sister came up oh, yeah, with the best name. We called mm-hmm. it a Belfast Siren. Belfast Siren. So a Belfast Siren is a pint of Guinness with a shot of crack and black rum. Crack and rum. It's yeah. so good. We I'm have not interested. We have both of those things. Mm-mm. We can make it happen. But I will put that Guinness right in that Irish stew. It is one yeah. of the ingredients. That Irish stew. Okay. Very important We're one. Transitioning from beer to food. Okay. Because the food is just so fucking. I, like seriously. I try to time it. Like, how many times a year can I ask for this stew? One, it's true. One time in March, and then I try to space it out like six months. But six months from March is like September, and it's not really stew season. It's not. And it's not it's, stew season around your birthday either. And I, you know, it's no. a bummer because it would be a good opportunity to make it. For it would. You again. And like the closer, you know, once it gets cold, it's like it's not like you know October November. Right. It's not really <laughs> Irish stew season, so it's kind of. But it's traditionally, tricky. people eat corned beef, cabbage, carrots, potatoes. Yep. You know, that whole and this, thing. Well, hold on. This Irish stew is the stew, is the award-winning stew. Yes, I'm it is. I'm sure if we covered that, make sure. It is. So moving on from this, like, yeah, there's a staple <clears throat> of the stew I get. I say I get it because would the children eat it, the stew? I think that they all like, I don't know if Ethan super loves it. Yeah. He's not a big fan. No. Uh, and... The girls ate it. I mean, Abby I mean, do. Yeah. 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 So we got it. And now that everyone's gone, I get it. And I got to attempt to make an appropriate amount of the stew because I'm used to making enough. To feed six people, I, five I, people. I just like, I'm bad at making small portions anyway. And with soups and stews, this is like times a hundred. So, is. um, one quarter portion. I think I, That's one quarter make. portion. <laughs> I think it did a good job, though. It did. Uh, to make an appropriate amount of this stew today. So I can have it a couple of days mm-hmm. after. Yeah, because the traditional, you know, we were like, ooh, food, food, food. First of all, in the culinary world, what little I know about it, uh, Irish, English, Welsh food isn't notoriously awesome. It's notoriously boiled. <laughs> boiled. It's notoriously. It's, a, it's acquired, you know, it's not. Meat, starch, hot water. The food for that region is like the weather. You don't necessarily go to those places for that reason. Right. Do you go to Ireland for the food. Probably not. Probably not. Not saying the food is bad. I'm the sure the food great. is, I mean, the food is fantastic. Um, likewise, <clears> with like Scotland or England, like. Right. There, you find delicious food and in any of those places. But do you go there for food? No. Do you go there for weather? You're like, oh, I got to take, oh, it's winter here. I'm going to go take a sunny vacation in Ireland. No. You don't really do that. You go for other reasons. So not go to for s- the people. You go for the people. 
Go for the people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what a student said when I was talking about Ireland the other day. I think it was in office hours. It might have been class, though. But a student said, you go to Ireland for the people. And I was like, you do go to Ireland for the people. (laughs) Yay. I love that. Um, And because, you know, the Irish stew thing kind of came about because the children, when they were younger, didn't love corned beef cabbage, Mm. potatoes. They ate it more later. I remember them eating it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like mashed potatoes. If I make mashed yeah. potatoes, like, of course, everyone's, like, super psyched about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, oh, I'll make this stew. And it'll be something, like, slightly different. Oh, um, and it was definitely a, a gift to others. Like, I'd make it for parties and things like that because I don't eat lamb. Right. There's no way that I'm eating mutton. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't have like a, a craving for Guinness and it does have a beer taste. Yep. Not like super strong, yep. but it um you can taste it. You yep. can taste the Guinness Definitely. in it. And you know, the rest of the stew is wonderful. Barley. Right. Barley. Carrots. Carrots, cabbage, it's it's the whole thing. Potatoes. Yeah. I didn't really like court beef when I was super young either. Like it was definitely like either during college or after college when that we were still we were getting together with like aunt and uncles in northern like New Jersey, where it was like corned beef and cabbage for Saint Patrick's Day. Let's get together, and that's when I definitely remember starting to love it. Mm. Still do. That's why I can't wait. It's in the fridge, and that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. it's like it's a holiday. Well, it's funny because like thinking about this earlier, it's like I like Christmas because it's like a season, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy that about it. Yeah. But I also like Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day because it's just like, it's not really a season. It's just one day. It's one day. Like, I mean, honestly, leading up to St. Patty's Day, like this week and even last week, I'm starting, I'd listen to more of the Irish music of all the bands I like. But like, it's not a thing. You know, it's just for me. Um, but the fact that I got Irish stew one night and then like corned beef another night, it's like a multi, multi-day feast. It's like a Viking golden hall sort of thing where yeah. it's just bring another hot meat yep. dish. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's just me. And it is just you. And, and I order like at this for, stage, unless we're dropping off food to college bound child yeah. and giving it to <laughs> Madeline when she comes over. Uh, yeah, it is it's all you, babe. I'm so excited. It's all you. So it's sort of like a mini season. It's like a micro season. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I love running with themes. So I love that, you know, we have had St. Patrick's Day years where we played our board game, Isle of Sky. Which is really Scottish. Which is Scottish. And it's not my favorite board game, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm cooking, music is playing in the background, you know, and, and when the children were young, young, I would do a lot of silly shit. On St. Patrick's Day, like I would go and get uh, chocolate, like gold coins Mm -hmm. and sprinkle them all over the house. And uh, the leprechauns would come and just kind of like tip things over and make a mess and uh, turn every liquid in the house that I possibly could find green. So like the milk was green, the toilet (laughs) water was green, the, you know, juice was green, everything turned green. Um, And... You know, we would bake like little mini Irish soda breads and and 
stuff like that. So that's one thing I always see it in the store. Like usually there's St. Patty's Day like setups where it's like here's yeah. the Guinness, here's the potatoes, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's the corned beef, whatever. And Irish soda bread is always there, and mm-hmm. I never think to get it. Oh, it. I mean, it's really good with the stew. I just I can see that. Yeah, I mean, if why fill my belly with bread when I could put more stew in it? And that is what I know about you. So I don't make Irish soda bread because it's just going to sit. It will. Yeah, it will. You're totally right. Um, yeah. So, honey, why do we eat corned beef and cabbage? Why do we? Other than it's delicious. Other than it's, <laughs> I mean, I guess cabbage, at least like cabbage, potatoes, Carrots are relatively inexpensive foods. That's all it is. They're yep. root vegetables. Um, I mean, it's an Irish American thing. Yeah. Like a lot, of, I mean, this is what it's the fascinating thing about looking at a lot of holidays is that it's so funny. And almost all these, ho- every holiday, I every holiday, it's like there's this like ancient mythic tradition mm. if, about its founding and it's like why we celebrate it. Yeah. But all of the practices, rituals, and foods have a much more recent like base in why we do it like jesus like i mean i mean jesus like <laughs> think of like christmas right like right. what does it celebrate versus all of our practices around it are mostly victorian especially like the songs right, right. all the the trees yeah like that's not a that's not a judean thing or roman thing I well mean, i mean, I mean it welcome was, it was to roman the welcome to the commercialization right of just about anything but even like thanksgiving has got like all that's due but saint patrick's day like about saint patrick has nothing to do with corned beef beef. yeah it's like the most recent it's like the (laughs) irish coming to america dirt poor um what i was reading about though is like the meat they were used to or could get was like salt pork especially Mm -hmm. in ireland in america they couldn't get it it was too expensive and what they could afford was corned beef because it was much cheaper. Mm. And basically that's why the cabbage too, because it was cheap. Cheap. Like what could they afford? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And you can like stretch that shit. Like totally. The dogs are vigilant, keeping us safe from Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's it's interesting to look at. I mean, we had um I mean, one of my favorite museums, arguably ever in the history of time, which I think is a big statement, is uh, is the Tenement Museum. Oh, yeah. I thought of that. In the Lower well, East Side. I was thinking of all my notes. Yeah. Of Manhattan. Um, near Orchard Street, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And this museum, because it was the the tenements of the turn of the century and... Uh, a lot of immigrants were living in that area at that time and Irish immigrants were coming in and living in these tenements and working in the factories. And I, uh, and we got to learn some Irish history through that lens, which I, which I really, really love. Yeah. But that it's was... interesting to think about like what we maybe assume was a deeper ritual that came from like, you know, the old country. The old country, right. Uh, when in actuality, it was like, we're going to have a feast yeah. and we have many people to feed. So what food can do that efficiently yep. and inexpensively? And here we are with corned beef and cabbage. Totally. And potatoes. Yeah. That, well, I mean, potatoes is like the almost comic <laughs> staple of the Irish, right? <laughs> I know. Because it can grow anywhere. 
I know. I know. For a long time when uh, you didn't like potatoes, it was like. Who didn't? Ethan. Oh, Ethan. I was like, dude, this is, this is non-negotiable in this household. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We eat potatoes all the time. This is, this is heritage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that note of like, you know, what's coming from the old country, mm-hmm. like what actually is something that um, has deeper roots than simply, you know, a festival of some Are we kind. getting into the pagan stuff? I think so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I mean, like, what do you know about St. Patrick? Uh, he was British. Like he, he was British. He was British. He mm-hmm. wasn't actually Irish. Uh, converted to Christianity. Yeah. Is known for bringing Christianity to Ireland. Don't know how true that is. Uh, and the story that he used the shamrock to teach the idea of the, tr- the Holy Trinity. Yeah. 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 And what, but like, what is the like, almost, um, children's book worthy story around oh. saint patrick it's funny i never heard that story growing really? up or if i did i didn't remember it always saint patrick i never associated with the banishing the snakes driving snakes yeah out driving snakes now, out is that Ireland. just a big metaphor yeah like because the serpent is no is thought to have tempted adam and eve and been like a representation of satan or evil or well sin. i mean snakes are are often symbolized in like pagan earth-based druid mm. like if we look at pa- what was pagan religion in ireland it was the Dru- they were the druids and saint patrick was allegedly druid i don't know if prior to converting to christianity and so like this that snake-like energy of um something other than christianity and of course yes we know about the snake and temptation in the garden of Eden. Um, additionally, snake energy is often associated with feminine energy. You know, I mean, really? uh, snake is Kundalini and mm. that is considered like the divine feminine huh. energy that rises up in all bodies, not just female bodies. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. And so when we, when there's these, you know, this is the thing about myth right and like where myth and religion and spirituality come together is like there might be some uh you know core essence of truth in how a story begins Mm. and then in order to like get people on board we take a a, an average human Mm. (laughs) post-mortem they become this like (laughs) legend this like you know uh and i've read a lot of things that's that's like you know when saint patrick was actually alive he wasn't even actually sainted by anyone in right is that true i don't even know that's true yeah like i mean i don't know i mean very you have to be dead to be a saint like you can't it's very rare i think to be sainted even soon after you're dead right and he wasn't right it was more of like a canonized is the word canonized okay um it was more of a there was is that right he was popular or something yeah. with with people and they 
believed him, trusted in him, and considered him as a saint. Um, but absolutely, like the idea of driving out snakes is driving out earth-based spirituality, mm. uh, divine feminine energy, things like that. Wow. So uh, we, and and we can also like, there's so much written about how it had been like 8,000 years since snakes could have even been on like in, in Ireland, Ireland right. at all. <laughs> um, you know, which is interesting to think about. I'm like, wow, hmm. there's no, no snakes in Ireland. Are they indigenous to Ireland? That's funny. Yeah. It's too cold, right? Too cold. Too yeah, cold. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be. Hmm. And they're not going there for the weather either. I <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Hit me up some more of this pagan witch shit about either St. Patrick or what else you got? Well, so shit amazing. So what do we what do we know about lots of Christian Catholic type of holidays and festivals and things like that? A lot of them lined up with mm. pagan rituals in different cultures around the world, you know, more like earth-based spiritual, indigenous rituals, those kind of things, because it's hard to take away people's party days. <laughs> Hard to take that shit away. Uh, you couldn't have put that any better. You That's know, good. like I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So we usually party <laughs> and have a festival with lots of food and so much celebration and music for four days, and we're gonna not do that anymore because we're gonna go pray. Not on these days. You're taking away my winter solstice. <laughs> But I'll see you at Christmas. I'll see you at Christmas. Okay, okay. Right? So it's easier to take something that people are already in the habit and the um, practice of doing and just slightly shifting it. And it's also a little bit less like what you're doing is wrong and you cannot do this. It's more of like, do this in the spirit of this other thing. Right. I was going to say, is it even replacing or is it like just like in addition to initially, right? It's like right. You're, gonna, you're celebrating this thing. Oh, well, here's this other thing that we're going to start celebrating too. I mean, who knows to say? I mean, like with some cultures that are a little bit more invasive right? about enforcing or, you know, imposing their beliefs, it was probably less of right. a Less smooth, of a gentle nudge. Yeah, a gentle nudge and more like a mm-hmm. forced conversion kind of thing. Right. Um. But in some cases, it you know could be like an addition to, and then over time, it just takes over. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is the other thing too is that like human beings' survival instinct is pretty strong. So if you believe you're going to be persecuted for what you believe in, in many instances and cases, it's easier you know, mm. to to just go along with right. what this new kind of order is and, and conform in a way and then hold on to the pieces that you get to hold on to, right. that you won't be persecuted for participating in. So it's like, oh, you want us to stop having, you know, a festival or, uh, you know, celebrating the equinox or something like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. W- We'll we'll do this other festival instead. <clears throat> and the thing about um, you know, St. Patrick, right? Uh, like I said, a lot of the stories around him actually blew up 
and became more popular like long, long after he died. And nobody on earth at that point would have still been alive to actually remember the man, St. Patrick. And so... Even now, it's... There's not a lot no. written on him. There really isn't. Yeah. There Definitely. Really isn't. I mean, the, the documents about or on him are very sparse. Like, oh, there's only two known, I think, by him. Like, one yeah. is like his confessions, I think mm-hmm. it's called. And uh, some terrible history person, I don't know the other, but there's very little. Yeah. And, and so there were some, and you know, probably still are uh, druid people who practice that bit, that earth-based spirituality and consider themselves druids uh, would take these pilgrimages to a particular mountain and a particular uh, lake in Ireland. Um, I think the mountain was in uh, Mayo. County, yeah. And Mayo. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Mayo. And the... And the lake is in Donegal. Okay. Yeah. And so these Druid pilgrimages were happening. Like people would come from all over. They would go to these sacred sites that are considered like very spiritually potent. Um, sacred in- stones. <laughs> don't, get, don't talk about sacred stones right now. <laughs> and, uh, and then lo and behold, these suddenly become known as sacred sites where St. Patrick had, uh, you know, healed the land or was able to uh, glean inspiration so that he could help uh, crops to grow and and the earth to be more fertile. And he would go on his own pilgrimages between the mountain and the lake and wells would spring up and water would be you know, found and and wells and water have such a huge spiritual significance in Ireland and in uh, in Druid culture because they're associated with abundance. Like they're associated with, um, I mean, water is life, right? And and well maidens were something that mm. is just all over Irish folklore. Hmm. You know, there's cool. these women that would spring from wells, literally. And uh, and if you were lucky and you were hungry and you were out, a, a well fish would appear in you know the middle of a field somewhere. Um, so you know those are just like some of the threads. So you're saying before about him going to sacred places. Is this like he knows the place is sacred, so he goes there to like validate himself as far as like a figure? Is that what you're saying? Like he's uh, the no, because oh, none okay. of this actually is documented. Okay, and like. As far as I've been able to read, um, they've never, they don't have anything written down that he actually went to those mm, places. Okay. Uh, it came much later after he had died, like hundreds of years after mm, he died. Yeah. It was like, oh, this mountain is actually the mountain that St. Patrick did the thing. Yeah. Ironically, that is the mountain that all of the Druids go to and, mm. you know, do their... So are they like piggybacking on the sacredness? Yes. Yes, piggybacked <laughs> sacredness, and and maybe it's all true. You know, maybe right. there it it doesn't necessarily have to be either or, right? Mm. It could totally have right. been both and. Where Saint Patrick went to these sacred sites because they've been sacred sites forever, and and did have a spiritual experience and right. did, you know, did his thing there. And if he 
if he didn't, does that matter? Right. <laughs> does it matter? Does it matter? It's a good question. Yeah. Like that's you know the question that's like about a lot of religions, stories especially. Yeah. If this didn't happen, does that actually matter in what we're talking about? What we're talking about now, in how you feel about this, in the general in, scope of your spiritual the, practice and belief system. Of the story. Right. Yeah. You know. Because myth is, you know, it has like such powerful uses in our in our human understanding and conceptualizing of the universe. And it also has its limits, right? Yep. Did you ever hear any stories about St. Patrick and like crows? No. So <clears throat> I definitely, I, I and I didn't look this up before we chatted because I, I couldn't even wrap my head around like, what am I searching for? Like, what am I actually <laughs> going to Google here? What am I looking for? Uh, but I had had, I do remember that snakes weren't the only animal mm. that kind of was associated with St. Patrick. Okay. And that, um, you know, that he would, he would get attacked by crows and he would mm. overcome crow attacks. And you do not have to be a 90s teen witch with an obsession of the crow movie to know oh, oh, yeah, okay. that that's some witchy shit. Oh, that's a good movie. That's such a good movie. A good we sound- should watch that movie. We should. It's a good soundtrack, too. I think I remember that. That's soundtrack. a good. No, no, another hot top five. Uh huh. Is '90s soundtracks. I'm not gonna talk to you about. No, I'm just saying soundtrack. that would be a good '90s choice. Would be a good. That's some good. Yeah. Yeah. Some bangers on that. And one. Clueless. Okay, stop. <laughs> um, and so, you know, crows in earth-based spirituality, pagan. Uh, are very associated with the Irish Celtic uh, goddess Morrigan. Okay, I've Morrigan. Heard that. Yeah. Um, oh, like Morgan Le Fay, like yeah. the Arthurian legend. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so, like, it's just really interesting to see how these worlds like kind of crisscross and overlap and all of that. Uh, really cool shit. I mean, that's what I love. Um, yeah, comparative mythology study is so fascinating. It's like the so works cool. of Joseph Campbell, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just brilliant. What do you know about the shamrock, though? You mentioned only that it's the symbol. I mean, this, it's history, and is that St. Patrick used that to teach people while he was converting them the idea of the Trinity, like the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. three in in the one kind of thing. So yeah. right, and. In earth-based spirituality. Uh-oh, hit me with it. The shamrock is the law of three. And the law of three is basically, it basically teaches you that whatever you put out in the world, good, bad, ill-intended, well-intended, um, whatever it is that you are sending out into the universe comes back to you threefold. Ooh. And so the shamrock is... Oh. Uh, a representation like of that. that and was also used to teach this lesson because you could find shamrocks everywhere. It was very right. easy visual. Right. Something easy on the ground. Oh, I'm going to use it. It's so funny. He picked up a fucking weed. Be like, here, you idiots. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. It is now the symbol of Ireland. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's the cool thing. But you know what seems to be an outlier? Not outlier, outlier. 
It's a whole leprechaun business, man. An outlier as far as what? Like, where the hell did it come from? Or? Well, it's like, how did it become so fiercely associated with St. Patrick's Day? No idea. I know. Like, why are they Irish? Like, why are why they are Irish? Leprechauns? Do they not have leprechauns in any other country? Oh, no, they don't. Oh. I mean, if you look up, like, folklore around mm. leprechauns, they are the original Irish people. Like, they are considered a race. I know it's... It, and like you have hobbits? to... Like, yes, like hobbits or, or fairies or, you know, like, if you're going to... If you're going to make that jump. Uh-huh. Um, and some people say that they were, like... That that leprechauns were very very real, and we evolved from them. Hmm. Um, I don't know if any anthropologists would agree with that. Uh, and there's definitely stuff out there, and and so I guess this has got to be an Irish American St. Patrick's Day thing then, because would, it's like yeah, you know, leprechauns would be an everyday thing in Ireland because they're like fairies or mm, or right. you know a a mythical being that you would run into someplace or that would come into your house and make a mess or wreak havoc or whatever you know you believe that leprechauns do if they're still around um but yeah i mean that's that's just got to be a like we've we're just gonna cram everything irish into this one day (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much um do you have anything else about so I was going to transition to maybe the music. Yeah, I think that music is next. Well, it's a good segue because leprechauns are known for like being the originators, the inspirers of ancient Celtic and Irish music. Like they're you see three of them just like tuning their they're banjos just doing and their thing, yeah. violin, you know, fiddles. But if you if you if you hummed an Irish tune, you were probably inspired, or you heard it because leprechauns were playing it. In the woods, or you know, um, uh, Aishi, Aishi is what leprechauns are called in Gaelic. Hmm. Aishi, I was not aware of that. I was not aware. (laughs) Were you aware of that? No, I wasn't. No, I was not aware of that. Uh, So, the music you mentioned bagpipes, right? Mm -hmm. Is there any or what other of the music, either bands or songs, that the hit different for St. Patrick's Day. different. <laughs> yeah, like what is it? Like, I mean, I know I have an answer of like what the music or bands I like, but I was just curious what, because aside from bagpipes, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I'm not really good at remembering that stuff. Like, No, you're not. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the song that plays and the thing that we watched that time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, aside that's, from. That's on a good day. That is on a good day. So I don't have I don't have like um specific examples other than maybe some of the songs that we would all sing together at the Fridays when oh, we would have St. Patrick's Day. Definitely gonna mention that. Okay, good. For a lot of reasons. One, there aren't a lot of things, if any, that I actively miss. Mm-hmm. I mean there are, I guess. Of where we used to live. Right. Right. There's not a lot of things where like I think every day about that and i wish we had that here kind of thing the turkish restaurant yeah that was good that was good but when we would play 
in the band that we called the history department mm-hmm. because it was mostly three of us guys, sometimes a fourth, but three were from the history department at the high school. Mm-hmm. And we would learn and play Irish tunes. Like they're not diff- If you can play the guitar, they're not hard. Like they're major chord, minor chord songs. You just take some practice, you know, a couple weeks of running through them. And we'd get together on St. Patrick's day. The Fridays would have a party. And me and Hal and usually Kevin would would play. I I regularly think about when we would get together and play, not only on the St. Patrick's Day, but like for weeks we would practice leading up to it. That's something I miss a lot. That mm-hmm. was that was so much fun. The more I think about it, how much fun it was to just jam along with friends and that was such a good time. Yeah. And I, I, I really miss that a lot. That was a good time. And we sounded fucking great. You sounded so great. <laughs> you sounded well. The one, like, one year it might have just been me and Hal. No, I can't imagine that. Kevin must have played, but definitely there was a year where it was like three, maybe four guitars, and it was just a wall of guitar sound <laughs> at you, and it was just like overwhelming. And thankfully, Hal got a mandolin. Mm. and it added that kind of higher kind of right like register to it and he was really good at it too i mean he had to like relearn the songs because the chords were slightly different like the, they weren't the same like if we were playing an e g d progression he wouldn't play those chords in that shape on the mandolin like he had mm-hmm. to just redo it um but that ended another level and it was so good i always wanted to add an electric guitar like not Kind of like Dropkick Murphys. I didn't want to like blow the roof off the place, but right. like just just have it because it's kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. so, I thought like we could have an we, Kevin could play acoustic. We got Hal mandolin. I got either acoustic also or the electric guitar. We always needed someone with a what's it called the boat the boat on drum. Yep, we needed that. Maybe a bass player. I don't know some kind of drummer. Mm-hmm. And if we could get lucky enough, fiddle player. He also had a tin whistle, and he was learning that too. Oh, that's cute. I don't know if he ever played it on. The night on St. Patrick's Day when we got together, but yeah, there were at least three, at least three years. I think we did this. Yeah, that was so much fun, and it was so fun to sing along to. You know, like yeah. it, there aren't just plentiful opportunities in adult life to gather together and uh, and sing with yeah, sing song, sing along, mm-hmm. <laughs> have a little sing along. Yeah, uh, it was so much fun. Yeah, we we were sounding, we were getting better. You were great. <laughs> so Hal was on lead vocals. He carried us, man. So good. Any idiot like myself can do a major chord progression, but he played guitar and sang, so he was he was the white hot sex of that band. <laughs> you would be so horrified to hear you say that. It was amazing. It was wonderful. <laughs> I can see his face in my head right now. It was now. great. With his reaction to what you just said. It was brilliant. He fucking knows. He's mm-hmm. a man. Um, other bands that I dig. Do you have know any other other bands for like St. Patrick's Day? I don't know any. I mean, I just think about the cutesy little Irish band that we would go and watch at um, Old Surbridge Village. Full Gale. Full Gale. Yeah. They were oh. good. Yeah, they were fun. Cutesiness. Yeah, it was like just three dudes. And one, one of whom was probably in his late 60s. Oh, at least, yeah. Other in his 50s, maybe 40s. And I know that this isn't like a super popular answer because I don't, for some reason, people don't love this kind of music generally. But I love choirs. Really? I love... No, I mean, really in that 
You think people don't love them? I think that... Yes. I, I think that there's probably a limited amount of people who are like, what am I going to look for on, you know, iTunes today? Hmm. Choir music, you know? Right. I love children's choirs. You do. And I love Irish folk music choirs. Yeah. If an Irish, I wouldn't look to listen to an Irish choir. I wouldn't think to look at it. But if I like had a Irish music playlist going and a choir came up, I wouldn't change it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Dulaman, Dulaman, the song Dulaman, yeah, in choir version is oh. so beautiful, and it has like all of the instruments and the drum and like oh, it's just so, hmm. it's good. Good. So here's a couple bands. Well, we saw one, Gaelic Storm. Gaelic Storm. I like Gaelic Storm. You know how I learned about them? How? Oh. My mother. That woman. Yeah. No, she's because they were in the movie Titanic. She knows all the they things. Were, they were the band in Steerage, and that like that was them. That's amazing. And I didn't know that. I didn't know and that. My mom read something. I was like, "Did you know that in that scene, like that's a real band?" Because like I remember seeing the movie, like oh, and enjoying the music. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't super into it then, but like I dug it. You know, something in my something in my core was like, "This is cool." And so, Marie dances with that little girl. Yeah, and Kate. And Kate, yeah. but the little girl. Yeah. And then, you know, they deleted the scene where that little girl got killed. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Huh. She and her parents thanks for sucked right down. Thanks for... In true Irish fashion, you just brought the whole party down. Thanks, honey. You know, the Irish are actually pretty damn good at grief. Okay. They are pretty good at grief. It's something that I don't think necessarily transmitted over into being Irish American. Hmm. Um, And the like songs around death and grief, the like actually taking time to like process and the Irish, they don't hide from their shadow aspect at all. They're not running away from that. They're like, I'm going to dive right into this muck. And sing about it, which is so good. Well, I mean, they didn't have a lot of choice throughout their history. (laughs) It's like they better. Anywho, uplifting Irish tunes. I like Gillick Storm. They're fun. Oh, it's so good. The mom said, you know, that's a real band. I said, I did not know that. And yeah, I went to like probably Sam Goody or Best Buy the next day. and was like, oh, here's their CD. Checked them out. And I love them. They're fun. the cutest. On the, on like the, on the similar genre but different side of the spectrum flogging molly and dropkick murphys Mm -hmm. and there too they're like celtic rock there's a lot of really cool celtic rock bands celtic rock is so good yeah there's a lot of that definitely it's like feel it in my soul yeah i mean that incorporates like bagpipes with like distorted electric guitars and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um you know what is now here are we counting like viking metal because like didn't the vikings settle dublin I mean, like the, the settlement that would later become Dublin. Are we counting? Because there's a band called Tyr, T Y R, that do a lot of. I guess it's more Scandinavian, like. So I don't know if it's really Irish. I guess it's not. I don't know. I think it's like ancillary Irish music. It doesn't you know, have bagpipes in the and, background. You know. I should play you some Tyr later. Okay. It's pretty dope. But you know what is creeping up on the list in the past year? What that I can't get enough of? <laughs> what sea shanties. <laughs> Dude. Are sea shanties like originally Irish? I don't 
like if you played a sea shanty uh-huh. next to maybe a traditional Irish song, right? There would they be a lot, a lot of similarities alike. as far as maybe tempo, um, maybe the kind of key they're in, um, guitars, maybe even similar instruments. I associate the two. I think they're very, they're very similar to me. So, like, I don't know if that's accurate enough to say that they're the same. But anyway, dude, if you haven't listened to Sea Shanties, like, it seems silly. Like, why would I listen to these? So good. Oh my god, go Google, Spotify, wherever you get your music, and they will play on loop in your head, like well, in the best way. That's the that was the point. Yeah, of them. like to. Pl- to, well, I can imagine. I mean, what like, are you doing? Attempting to not get scurvy. To, I don't think the song helped you not get scurvy. <laughs> well, nope. But it makes you not think about how you might get scurvy. How your teeth are falling out. <laughs> your teeth are falling out. Doubt it. Want to say doubt it. But like either, you know, one <clears throat> to help raise morale, kill, cure boredom, or to set kind of a pace for a task at hand, I think was another kind of use for them. Um, but oh, man. I've been getting, I've been listening to a lot of them. Almost so, because I think just like whipping out a sea shanty and knowing the words is like kind of cool. Like like Quint in Jaws when he's singing the Spanish lady song. Mm-hmm. It like came up on the list. I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds really familiar. I'm like, oh, this is from Jaws. So like I listened to it several times so I can get the words. Not it that you would ever hear. It seem to be rooted in... Celtic and Irish folk music. Not that you would hear me sing it, but yeah, I mean, they sound very, very similar. It's not surprising. Well, and it's funny because, um, you know, when you think about like the percentage of sailors that were probably Irish or English. Yeah. um, And I mean, the first sea shanty I learned was actually in middle school. What were you for doing? Choir. Oh, what's and up? we sang. What would you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> like, who is in charge of that curriculum? Shave his belly with a rusty razor. I don't, you know, I, and there's some words, razor. and I'm like, okay, we definitely changed those words. We did not sing that in seventh grade. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. <laughs> Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. <laughs> you didn't sing that part when you were in fifth grade. I don't think I remember those lyrics, but I definitely remember learning "drunken sailor." That's a good one. Because then we would just change the words to other shit, like. You know, because it's so. Put him in know, a long boat till he's, he's sober. sober. I we definitely boat. sang that part. Oh, you did. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early just, in the morning. It just implies he was drunk. It doesn't actually say he's drunk. If you say until he's sober. But what would you do with a drunken sailor? Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Not getting around that part. All right. Good call. <laughs> it was different times. Simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> Saying did, you about middle school, did you go to middle school on a boat in the 1800s? I did not. I did sure? not. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tunes. Now, I think we should talk about movies really quick. We definitely need to talk about movies. Really quick movies sure. and I can hit you with my top five because I think I got it. Okay. Um, so what are some staples? There's like, I love that there's more and more staples St. Patrick's Day watching. Almost as much as Christmas viewing. Like it's that's true. During Christmas, it's like, hey, which movie are we watching tonight? And it's almost we can get one for most nights. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day, the list is growing. It does. What's one we always go to? And since it's daylight savings and we took a nap, we might have to watch it tonight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What is it? The Departed. Yes. The Departed. That's yep. a, such a good movie. <clears throat> it could, is such a good movie. 
It's so violent and wildly inappropriate, vulgar, completely well, off the rails. Martin, Martin Scorsese just casted everyone he, every famous person in 2006. Yeah, he like, did. You're in this movie. He did. And all of them knew exactly what to do with the roles they were given. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. So good. I don't know who's better than I love better more in that movie. Mark Wahlberg or Alec Baldwin. Because both are fantastic as whoever they're, you know. I mean, dig- I love, I I mean, it's the most quotable line in the movie is Mark Wahlberg's. Yeah. And, you know, we say it <laughs> we, often. We, we often say. Two, to it each other. We say two thirds of it. Right. Because and then usually come comes somebody comes in and says, don't you say it. Someone says giggles, really. Someone says giggles. So that, do you want to say the quote? Yeah. Well, someone <clears throat> asks him a question. Mm-hmm. He says, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> maybe fuck nice yourself. Nice Boston accent. It's that's good. good. I can that's do good. a Boston accent. You could. Yeah. Better than an Irish accent. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Departed's on the list. Now, Boondock Saints is another one. Mm-hmm. Now, I only first saw that movie last year. Which blows my mind. Yeah. I re- remember it being, that poster being on college dorm rooms throughout my college. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is probably a cool, violent movie. Haven't seen it. I wasn't avoiding it. I just had never seen it. Yeah. And it just fell off the radar. We saw it last year. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> so good. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's odd how much I can, like, do the whole violence in movies thing. Like, it doesn't... Is it? It's not, from what I noticed. Really? Yes. You watch a lot of violent shit. I know, but I'm just saying that I don't enjoy... We literally started this podcast with me being like, when the children fight, it stresses me out. And then I'm like, boondock saints. The departed. Everybody gets shot in the face. (laughs) Are you a fucking cop? Are you a cop? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, it's up there. That's where my violence goes is in the movie. It is. Now, another one we watched last year I'd never seen for the first time, which is horrifically bleak, Angela's Ashes. Again, I don't know how you had not seen Angela's Ashes. It was really good. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a really good movie. It's such a good movie. It's very good. I mean, it was, all of his books were amazing. I had not read a Frank McCourt book. And I... I'm sure you did not read a Frank McCourt book, and you're probably never going to. Why? Wow. Because. Wow. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Whatever my tolerance is for violence in movies, you lack tolerance of like heaviness in movies. You don't watch movies to watch depressing shit. No, I don't. That's where my books come in. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like I would read i would even though i saw the movie i would read angela's ashes yeah. and whatever one comes after that what comes after tis, that? tis. yeah would and read, teacher man teacher man can't believe i haven't read i can't believe that would either read all those don't know if i'd watch would would seek out on my own to watch the movies mm. right yeah i can get my depressing history life stories from books yeah i go to my movies i go to my movies it's like i go to them for like the not just like lightness escapism but for me it's like the almost mythic storytelling of like like seeing myths on film right you know because that's like yeah not only fun for me but that's like myths and mythology is my best connection to the spiritual 
Yeah. That I can do. It, so, 100% like, so like is. I can find ease and reward in viewing, you know, I mean, the MCU comic books is just American mythology. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you view it like that. It's like, that's my connection to spirituality mm-hmm. and other, and actually more serious mythology, like world mythology. Right. Um, and that's, I associate the movies I watch and that's, that's kind of what I see in them, not just fun stuff, but like, yeah. But yeah, so like I'll read a book about it, depressing shit all day. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And you definitely don't want your movies to end on a like. It's funny you say that. Empire Strikes Back and Infinity War. Loved it. In the sense that like it's part of a story in which are like, what are the heroes there to overcome? Like they have to overcome something and not just some. Well, Frank McCourt was a hero that overcame this. exactly and i probably feel the same way probably more because he's a real person <laughs> he's a real person about his story like you know why is his story so inspiring what is he overcoming uh-huh. you know why do i find the heroes inspiring it's because what are they overcoming and i like that the most when they experience defeat yeah and it's like it's a life lesson man how do you pick yourself up from defeat not like how do you just Wallow say hey it. or like hey well, that was a sweet victory oh mm-hmm. sequel mm-hmm. the sequel oh it's another sweet victory it's like no, it, it's kind of meaningless. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have an arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about for you? Can you think of any or any other Irish movies you, we have not that I didn't mention? Well, I mean, since forever, as long as I can remember, it has been Rowan Inish. Yeah, you introduced me to that one too. That was Rowan a good one. Inish. Um, you know, I cross my fingers. Well, that, what's that movie about, honey? For our listeners, oh, uh, this movie is so cute because it goes back to like Irish folklore. And um, the spiritual significance of seals and how in Irish folklore, there are like mythical human creatures who also are seals and they're called selkies and they can, uh, they can um, at certain times of the year or certain moon phases or, you know, things they shed their selkie skin and become uh, human for a night and um, and so in Rowan Inish a Selkie falls in love with a human man and they have children and uh, and Rowan Inish the little boy is um, is also a Selkie and so it's kind of the story through his sister's eyes of like being concerned her <laughs> brother is like lost and drowned forever uh, but he's he's actually a Selkie uh, it's really, really yeah, cute and it's sweet. Cute. It's an old movie too. It's right? so old. Um, yeah, Abby was obsessed with Rowan in- Inish. I thought for sure that you know, it's. I mean, it's still possible that someday I'll I'll end up with a, you know, we'll have a grandchild named Rowan. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. No, would not be surprised. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know what I like that? I mean, it's from the '90s, starring Jeanine Garofalo. Have you heard of The Matchmaker? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's a rom-com. That's cute. It, it is a cute movie. If you've never seen it, it's fun. Maybe that's what we should watch tonight rather than The Departed. Oh, but I fucking love that movie. I know. I know. Anyway. I mean, it's not like we're not going to watch this movie. I know. It's true. Janine Garofalo is a woman who works for a senator who's running for re-election. Uh-huh. And to, like, he's losing the election, and to get more votes, he decides to send someone to Ireland to, to research his heritage right? and to like help with that. And so she goes over to Ireland to where he thinks she thinks his family lives 
And it's actually a very small town that is in the middle of a matchmaking festival that is just like bussing young men and women in with the express intention of being, you know, set up with someone with the intention of marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's a very cute movie. You know who's in that movie? Who? What's the woman in Outlander that, uh, what's his name proposed to, but she turned him down? We just watched this episode. Oh, uh, Auntie Jacosta. Yes, she is in that movie. Oh, that's cute. Um, you know who else is in that movie? Um, the Irish guy in Braveheart. Steven is my name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like the male lead, essentially. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, it's pretty cute. It's fun. Um, so there's that. I think if you can find Circle of Friends, I would watch that too. Circle of Friends like Chris is o- good. Chris O'Donnell and Minnie uh-huh. Driver. Yep. That's like 95. But I got one more. Okay. The Fugitive. Really? Well, there's they're in Chicago. Okay. And there's the St. Patrick's Day Parade. <laughs> and he's like, Harrison Ford is eluding Tommy Lee it's Jones. a little bit of a stretch. Like yeah, but it's Die a, Hard being a Christmas movie. That's not a stretch at all. Okay. That's just, that's canon. It exists and it is a thing. Okay. Fugitive. Maybe this is the next thing. We make Fugitive a St. Patrick's Day movie. Because mm. like he's, a, he's you know, slipping into the parade to you know avoid Tommy Lee Jones. What about, um, oh, Far and Away. Yes. With Tom Cruise's fantastic hat and suits and terrible accent. I that mean, was good. I really liked that movie. He's just not good. That's untrue. He's not. I disagree. I love him in the Mission Impossible movies. I don't love him in any movies. And <laughs> I love Far and Away. It's cute. Yeah, it was very... I was another one that I had not seen before. You showed it to me. Mm-hmm. I knew of it. I just hadn't seen it. Yeah, that movie was really good. It's yeah. a Ron Howard movie. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sweet. Movie. It's it's sweet movie. Um, Definitely. I mean, obviously, Irish-American, right. you know, kind of yeah, like, story. You know, late 1800s. Land grab. Yeah. Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I love that we're both doing? What? Uh, we're both describing mu- movies as cute. Or grandparents now. That movie's so cute. I started doing this. I noticed I started doing this two or three days ago. We watched (laughs) Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, and we just watched The Adam Project. The Adam Project. With Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And I'm turning into my mother because after we watched both of those movies, credits were rolling, and I said, huh, that was cute. In earnest. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. not in like, "Mm, what a cute little movie. It was like, oh, that was cute. It's cute. It was enjoyable. Yeah. So, so we're grandparents. We are grandparents. So things we enjoy, like movies. What about Michael Collins? Are cute. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. That's a good one. And Aiden Quinn. Oh shit! But also Julia Roberts with a horrible accent. I think she's in that movie. You don't like her at all. It's at, so funny. At all. Why? Don't know. So no good reason. There is um. There's a Meryl Streep movie. Okay. And, you know, for our listeners, Matt is getting wisdom, his wisdom teeth out this week. Yeah. This is like, what's today? The 13th? Yeah. And this is like, today and tomorrow are our St. Patrick's Day celebrations because I'm getting wisdom teeth pulled Wednesday. The day before St. Patrick's Day. So I have to get my corned beef and stew. So I had this thought of trying to get you to watch the movie Dancing at Lugnanza. Okay. It's a Meryl Streep movie. Okay. Okay. And 
I know you just, you know, loved Julie and Julia. <laughs> well, to be honest, to be honest, I think it was mostly Stanley Tucci. Was Stanley who Tucci. I'm discovering that I love. You really do. I don't know how or why or why this is happening all of a sudden. Anyway, it's like it takes place in Ireland in the 1930s. Okay. So it might be it might be cute. Okay. It might be cute. You know what movie we should watch? What? That I can't believe. Um I totally forgot about. That new movie Belfast. Oh yeah. Yeah. With uh well it's a Kenneth Branagh movie. He directed it. But the woman in from Outlanders in it. Which woman from Outlanders? Claire. Claire. Claire's in it. Judy Dench is in it. Oh yeah. Who's I remember that Jamie Judy, that Judy Dench was in it. Jamie Dornan. Why do I know him? Nope. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that's a pretty new movie and it it got a lot of good hype. So it's something we should check out too. And then another one that I haven't seen in forever and was at one point a St. Patrick's Day staple in my mm. life that I don't think we've ever seen together. Mm. The Crying Game. Yeah, that came up on list too. We have not I have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Neil Jordan movie. I mean, I don't even remember like right. I I think it's probably been 15, 18 yeah. years since I've seen it. I mean, there's movie. movies we should watch because they like take place Ireland, Irish history. Right. Also shit we should watch because they have like Irish actors and directors. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good excuse. Hey, let's watch Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis, isn't he? Oh, uh, we're going to watch every Daniel Day-Lewis movie? Is he Irish or like, is he specifically Irish? I don't know. I'm not sure. What? Is he? I mean, I thought he was. Well, I think he, he came up for In the Name of the Father. Right. Which yeah. is about an ira bombing yeah court courtroom drama did you ever see Andine? no i don't really like colin farrell but really yeah. colin farrell yeah like bridget jones's diary colin farrell no who am i thinking of? colin firth no colin farrell yeah that's not bridget jones's diary wasn't he in that movie no colin farrell <laughs> Keep let's saying a, his name. Let's have a cyclical conversation on the podcast. Um, yes, Colin Firth. Wait, Farrell. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh. You know what? How about we do this? How about we go to bed? Maybe that this movie conversation has reached its it, unclimactic it, conclusion. It's over. <laughs> it is over. It now, is over. Well, we're going to close this out with my hot top five. Yes. I promised. So, top five albums. Top five um, albums. No particular order. Number five, Falconer by Falconer. Okay. Falconer is a new band I discovered in the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. And they're from, I want to say Sweden. And they're not like scary, screamy, guttural heavy metal. The lead singer like has vo- like good vocals and sings. Okay. But the riffs are just fucking heavy. Falconer by Falconer, number five. Uh, number four, Facelift by Alice in Chains. I didn't go with Dirt, although I think Dirt has maybe a handful of better songs. As the album as a whole, I listen to straight through Facelift more than Dirt. Alice in Chains, Facelift. Number three, Metallica. Metallica, a.k.a. the Black Album. Because this was like... Sandman, Enter Sandman was the first Metallica song I heard. And that was like the song when I heard it 
I was like, oh, that's what I want my music to sound like. Like that distorted guitar, that electric guitar, uh-huh. that crunch, like that's what it is. That's what I want forever. That's what my music's going to sound like. Um, and even like we just re-listened to that a lot last summer because it celebrated its 30th right. anniversary. And every song on that record is good. <laughs> like there's no skip. You know, there's no like, oh, I don't really like this skip. I think every song, every song hits. Number two, live mental jewelry. Wow. Yeah. I don't think you... I- do you listen to live? Like I listen to that album. Yes, actually, I like just when we're hanging out. No. Oh, okay. No. Um, but that album. I mean, I think again, like throwing copper has a songs that are better, but like I can listen to that album straight through every time. Mm-hmm. And finally, Pearl Jam Ten. Ah, uh, Pearl Jam Ten. Pearl Jam Ten. I can listen to at any time. Every song. Every song. Never skip it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, honey. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Future me thanks you on St. Patrick's Day for taking care of me with after wisdom teeth surgery. I will. I'm going to make you a vegan shamrock shake. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is Mutual Victory for Matt and Jeannie and Carrie Friday. <laughs> thanks, everyone. <laughs>